0: So this is the first Dark Volumes author interview, and we're interviewing Alicia Galvin, author mm-hmm. of the newest episode on the, uh, the Dark Volumes podcast called The Vessel. Um, and we're going to start with the most obvious question, Alicia, is tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so... um My name is Alicia Galvin. I am an author. Um, I tend to write more towards the darker genres. Um, So thriller and horror is definitely my jam. Um, I'm a wife and a mother of three. I've been writing for over 10 years. Um, I did take a five-year hiatus um, due to some discouragements that happened um, when I was trying to go the traditionally published route. Um, And then once I started getting that passion again for writing, I decided just to go indie with it.
0: Yeah, any, any artistic endeavor is just so – there's nothing like pouring your heart and soul out there and then people going, eh.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like – so I had had a literary agent once, and we were working together on um, one of my manuscripts. And she informed me that she was leaving the business and that um, I was still supposed to be contracted with that agency. Um, but I never heard from them again. I emailed, called – So I just, I was got so discouraged and I was heartbroken and I tried to query with another um, manuscript and just kept getting a lot of no's and rejections. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a step back for a little bit. And that's what I did. I kind of regret it now, especially now that um, self-publishing and indie publishing is so much bigger than it was, you know, six years ago. but
0: Indie publishing is really tough too, Mm -hmm. um, because you have to do the covers you have to do the marketing you have to do the editing and I can't even begin to get started on the editing that's like insane
1: yeah um, yeah especially with me and being a one-woman show you know and I'm also an introvert so it's kind of hard for me to market but you know I'm just putting myself out there no one's gonna know you know my work's out there unless I you know promote it so <laughs>
0: um so you finally did get or you did get this story out there um mm-hmm this is so tell it can you describe this story but no spoilers no
1: spoilers because, yeah, i yeah. don't like spoilers either <laughs> so vessel is a short story about two kind of um non-privileged young adults who decide to go and dig up a cadaver to see if they can bring it back to life and learn the secrets of the afterlife um, it does have witchy vibes and a nice little twist ending which i always love throwing this into my my stories.
0: Growing up in the South, I have to. I I love that you um. You put a reference in there that I never thought of, and I this was my favorite mm-hmm. part of it is when you're referencing gravel road people,
1: mm-hmm. dirt road
0: people, and then yep. like paved road people. Yep. <laughs> like,
1: Asphalt oh. ambitions. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never thought of that. That that was one of my favorite references. I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. gravel, uh, dirt road people with gravel road ambitions.
1: Hi. yeah that's something i do love about my writing too is like you know putting a lot of myself in there and you know i you know probably growing up as a kid i was more of the the dirt road <laughs> people so
0: yeah people are you know they like to knock trailers and i'm like you know what they can be nice
1: oh yeah they can, <laughs> you know? they, really I was can. Like, they can be they
0: can be as big as like bigger than like your inner like your city apartments and condos mm-hmm. and stuff if you really want um but that's coming from a gravel road person i guess. Right. <laughs> so um so what do you like like so, so you have your you like putting yourself into your writing mm-hmm. um what inspired you to write horror and dark fantasy? Like what inspired you to do that genre?
1: Yeah, so um i first fell in love with horror when i was in the 3rd grade reading the goosebumps series. Um, and then when I was in fourth grade, my brother let me watch children of the corn with him, the OG version. And I just, I loved it. I fell in love with with the, you know, just the adrenaline that comes with it. And, um, you know, me, you know, I've had a pretty traumatizing life, um, growing up. So a lot of the times I do think, you know, I writing it into stories and fictionizing it and just putting myself out there. It's therapeutic. Writing is definitely therapeutic for me too. So.
0: I It's kind like of hard rom- to write
1: romance, you know, with <laughs> traumatic things, really. I mean, for me, I don't know. <laughs> My
0: wife wants me to write romance, and I'm like, I got an idea for a romance novel. And I showed her what it was, and she was like, no, no monsters, no, none of that stuff. <laughs> right. um, I, I feel like you're a blonde me, honestly, because that's uh, – <laughs> I grew up reading Goosebumps. You know, I loved Goosebumps, always checked them out of the library and everything, which should, like, date me a little bit. Um, and uh, – and one of my movies I watched all the time as a kid was Children of the Corn. Um, and yeah, so I've always been like a little horror junkie Yes,
1: from same. Like
0: day one. And I'm like – and people are like, what's – who hurt you, <laughs> you know, when they <laughs> read some of the stuff that you write as a horror author? Yeah, like, yeah. Some people jump out of planes because it gives them a thrill. You know, some people uh, go on roller coasters. Some people play sports. I'm like, I – like it's, we get the thrills from like the spooky stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. uh, um, like for me, the next question is, what is it you like about the genre? Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it's like, you know, creepy villages and like cults and towns with a secret or, or you know, like things hidden in the little corners of places, you know, like um, like even in New York, there can be scary things because there's just so much that you don't see what's going on mm-hmm. like underneath. So, like, what do you yeah, like about the genre? That it's is, like I mean, your favorite part of
1: it—the adrenaline rush would definitely be it. Whether it's I'm watching, you know, a scary movie or a true um, crime documentary, or just that that rush that it gives me. Um, again, in a weird way, it's kind of therapeutic, and it's probably because what I've suffered through that it's like, I don't know, kind of seeing other people suffer something worse. I guess it's just kind of like, huh, well, I had it hard, but I didn't have it that hard, you know. But so that would probably be why.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, um, I kind of look at it the same way that people that like, uh, that watch drama, mm-hmm. like there's enough drama in life. So I don't really like watching drama stuff and people, you know, I've, I've had friends and stuff kind of poke fun at the things I do like, or that I do like to watch them. Like when I play a video game or I read a book or watch a movie or a TV show, like I want to check out, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to like, there's enough drama in life. I don't want to watch it on TV. You know, I don't want to do it in my fun time. You know, I want to watch like uh, robots turn into vampires and like kill each yes. other or something. You know, I don't know. like right. this, Something like that. Um, and I don't, yeah. And horror just kind of scratches an itch that I have. Like I mm-hmm. like that creepiness vibe and like the, I, have, I haven't have got a lot of times that I get chilled at something or whatever.
1: I know. I was telling um, my daughter this the other day. I was like, I watched a movie and i my husband doesn't like horror, so I mean, if I'm watching a horror movie, I'm usually by myself watching it in the dark.
0: That's why um, me and my wife, yeah.
1: yeah and, and I'm so, I feel like I'm so immune to it now that, like, even with the jump scares, like, I physically don't jump anymore. My heart just kind of goes a little, you know, yeah. little populations. Well, I, I
0: still get like the uh, I know what's coming, I yeah. don't want to see this. Um, but there, there's not a lot of things, yeah. It's kind of like comedy, Like, I don't have to laugh out loud at something to find something funny, mm-hmm. but if I do laugh out loud, then like that really. You it's know, really, really got me. It's <laughs> kind of like with, with horror, if something really chills me or really creeps me out, um, then I know it did a good job, which leads into um, who are some of the authors that inspire you? Because one of the authors that does that for me is Laird Barron. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the, the names of his of one of his books is like one of the most horrifying things ever to me. So it's like, yeah, who are some of your authors?
1: buy. <laughs> Um, so first it would definitely probably be Stephen King. Um, I have been reading him probably since way too young of an age. Um, I do like how detailed he can get and you know, just how his mind really sees everything. Um, another one would be Karen Slaughter. She gets really gritty and she is not afraid to beat up some of her main characters. Um, Jillian Flynn would be another one Um, she's also a fellow Kansas Citian too Um, I do like her like melancholy kind of feels throughout her books and then Nick Cutter um, yeah just the way he just writes it just I mean I'm like I'm not even claustrophobic but when I read The Deep like I felt claustrophobia like he just grips you in a way that's like oh wow so with my stories I tend to like to you know get inspiration from these authors and mash up and see what I can create with my own you know ideas
0: i could feel a little stephen kingish off of uh off of the vessel Mm -hmm. the only thing it was missing was psychics yeah (laughs)
1: you gotta gotta write
0: something with like psychic powers
1: right right yeah he does do that (laughs) a A lot stephen
0: king person um so are you gonna watch the boogeyman
1: um probably i don't know i just right now just because you know i'm you know a mom in the day, and then I write at night. I don't have a lot of free time to really yeah. just watch a lot of media, unfortunately. Maybe I'll get there once I'm finished with this product I'm working on right now, but
0: that's why you well, got to be night people. Yeah,
1: I am. I'm people. a night owl.
0: It's like, how do you stay up so late? That's the only time I can watch the stuff that I want to watch because yep. nobody else wants to. Yep. Um, so, so let me see. Stephen King. Uh, what's your favorite Stephen King book? Then
1: there's a few of them. I really loved Doctor Sleep. Um, I read the was the Institute recently. Um, that one was really good. Also with like the psychic mind things. <laughs> um, so yeah, those ones would probably be my favorite of his right now. Um, Bag of Bones, that one's really good. It's a different take on a ghost story. I liked that one.
0: Um, how about uh, Miss Slaughter? What What are some of the <laughs> like?
1: Uh, for Karen Slaughter, so yeah. The Good Daughter. Wow. I mean, is she kind of, is she's a slow build, but then, like, I mean, I had to have like um, a palette cleanser book after that, like a, like just a light, fluffy book after I read that one, because some <laughs> of those scenes I was like, whoa, like, sh- whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And That's then, um, what was the other one? False Witnesses was really good as well. Another recent one I've read of hers. That's,
0: it's, it's kind of like whenever I read anything by Laird Baron, I have to like go. I don't know. I'm going to go watch my little pony or something. I don't <laughs> know. I need something like colorful marshmallow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me something light and fluffy after that. Cause um, I'm that's sticking with me.
0: <laughs> who was uh, so, so I guess, you know, the horror has a lot of, you know, subgenres. Mm-hmm. um, supernatural, um, I guess, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, Urban horror or urban paranormals um, mm-hmm. is becoming popular. um You know, slasher uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Slasher is definitely one that i've I've never been big on. Most of the people that die in slashers kind of deserved it. Um, yeah. What's What's your favorite? Su- what subgenres do you like? Like, what sort of like uh, if like I said, you know, you have you have supernatural, you have slasher, you have a southern gothic, you have. Um, um Southwest Gothic. You have uh cosmic horror, which is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. You have um uh even dark fantasy, you know, like fantasy horror. Uh, what mm-hmm. sort of subgenre do you like? Or and would you ever think you'd write in a genre like that? Because the cause Vessel definitely was um you know, like um I guess supernatural.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a yeah.
0: supernatural subgenre.
1: So I do I do think I like I like the supernatural stuff myself. Um slashers. So the next project I have is kind of a slasher-ish, but like you said, they all deserved it. Um <laughs> and then I, I do have some ideas kind of twinkling around in my brain for like maybe like a sci-fi-ish horror. Mm, um yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, I'm pretty. Sorry, I
0: forgot about. And, and it's
1: gonna be night. a series. Right now, I think I, I'm I'm outlining three books so far in it. So okay. we'll see when I can get to that one.
0: Yeah, I not to say that I don't like read or watch or like like slasher horror. I just it's of the genres. I'm like it's the one that I'll go in, I go into that I go into going. Yeah, most of the people deserve this. Like I don't find it so much scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um but
1: i'm a big fan too of like found footage i think those ones can, if done correctly it's those are really good I,
0: i've watched so much trashy found footage to find oh. like decent ones yeah and i'm like i i do like i like the found footage horror because there's something about again the other thing with slashers is that you know a lot of the times unless there's something supernaturally about them mm-hmm. slashers are like real people you know and there's plenty of horrifying things done every day mm-hmm. um, like you you know, with like serial killers and stuff that are out there. um, but slashers are still you know, real people, and when you suspend disbelief and you go into a story, there's plenty of things that like characters can do to take care of them. you know, they are people, they do bleed, they do die. Mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's the things that you can't do anything about, yeah, that really get me, which is why I like ghosts or hauntings or possessions or or, or demons or the things that are or the are like I said, cosmic horror, you know. Um things that are beyond our understanding or in the a lot of the found footage, um it's like you see these people and a lot of times, yeah, they make stupid decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the good ones are when they actually make you know smart decisions, and that doesn't help either,
1: yeah, um,
0: and that's the stuff that I love about found footage um mm-hmm. because it really it draws you in to make it feel kind of real, but if done well, then it's yeah, it kind of gives like that that feeling that there's nothing they could have done, like they were just screwed from the get-go. Yep. <laughs> um. And so um you said you have some upcoming stuff.
1: You do. Um
0: so Vessel is a short story. Has it been um what so what do you have coming after this then? You said you're working on a trilogy. So Vessel was is is a, is a short story. So Vessel like is
1: one of the short stories in my collection that is available right now okay. um, you can find it on Amazon. and there's 20 short stories in here, um, ranging from flash fiction to longer fiction to some in between. It covers a lot of different subgenres, from um, vampires to dystopian to there's ghost stories in here. It just I kind of cover a lot. and, that um, and is, then
0: that book is um for the listeners on the podcast, A Path through the Forest by Alicia Galvin. And, um, then, and then, yeah, what do you got coming up?
1: Um. So then right now I am finishing up editing a manuscript called Bitter Crown of Thistle. My um, plan is to publish it in late September. It is a very, very dark psychological thriller um, that is horror adjacent. So okay. if you're someone who needs trigger warnings, I will include a trigger warning page. Heed those trigger warnings. I'm not kidding when I say it's dark.
0: <laughs> I, I, I like that title. So. Yeah, it, uh, it ties into the story. So there there's a under 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 uh the uh, the trigger warning thing. You are the first story on the dark volumes that I have to put for adults on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to put the content warning on. I thought it was funny. I was like it's nothing outrageous. Yeah. But I'm like it is something I'm going to have to put the first content warning on cuz all the stuff I've read so far is, you know, or narrated so far has been um, you know, like Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe and you know, a bunch of old dead guys, um, yeah. not a, lot of whole, a whole lot of stuff in there. That's, that's a little risque, but, um, so the name of that book again was a bitter crown of thistle.
1: Yeah. Bitter crown of thistle, bitter mm-hmm. crown
0: of thistle by Alicia Galvin, not out yet. So we got a little bit of a, of a preview here. Yes. Um, very dark psychological horror, um, Is there anything you can tell us about it that won't give it away that you would care to share?
1: Yeah. So the story follows a man named Raymond and he falls in love with this girl and he builds a suite in his basement. And he is convinced that um, he, he can kidnap her and take her to the suite and pretty much convince her to fall in love with him. And Raymond's oh, so. lived a really, really hard life. So he's been, you know, mother who didn't really care of him, um, teased a lot going through school and high school and stuff. So he's he's always been the outcast. He's always been a watcher. And he finally, for something, you know, he's doing something brave in his life. And, you know, yeah. And all the while, while, while Carolyn is missing, she is married. So her husband is trying to look for her. The authorities are investigating her husband, Nathan. And again, it's got a nice little twisty ending.
0: So it's Fifty Shades of Blood.
1: <laughs> pretty
0: much <laughs> yeah. or yeah. or it's 50 shades of gray if the guy looked like me instead of like a super handsome person <laughs> so, um well yeah i'm gonna have to put that one on my watch list then um because i do love a good psychological thriller mm-hmm. that is horror adjacent for sure um is there any stories you can compare it to to give people like an idea like if, if you like this then you'll like a bitter yeah or a bitter crown of thistle
1: think um the girl next door by Jack Ketchum yeah. vibes
0: <laughs> oh oh! I already have a bad feeling about this which is good <laughs> I have a bad feeling in a good way
1: <laughs> it's exciting yeah and I also tend to write too especially with my novels um happy yet sad endings so
0: that's yeah and, the vessel kind of felt that way mm-hmm. um it's Again, uh, for anyone who may be listening to this before the story, um, this – yeah, the, it was it, – it did have like this everyday feel to it. Like you could feel – sometimes when when you're reading something, you can kind of – especially if it's, uh, like you said, dirt road, gravel road people, like you can just – you can kind of feel the weight of that, you know, that poverty or that upbringing – um, I, I grew up in the South and, you know, with, it was sometimes like, sometimes times are good. Sometimes times were hard, you know, it was, it's, you know, I have a, a, that that's kind of the background I come from. And you can, you know, you can, when you wrote, you could just feel how these people lived. It's just kind of uh, you know, like this is their lot, mm-hmm. you know, and that didn't really play. It, it was I feel like you did a great job of wrapping that around the story because it was the setting, but it wasn't like, like a pity me kind of story. It was just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. You'll have to, um, for for someone who speaks for a living, I'm not wording real good. So you'll have to go <laughs> listen to the story. Um, I'm
1: not a very good public speaker. So writing <laughs> is, this is, you know, I can do it through writing. Way better writing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm what they call a voice for radio. So the fact that I have a, a YouTube channel or a face for radio. So uh, the fact that the, that I have a YouTube channel um, is weird in itself. But um, I think it's great that people get to see the faces behind these stories because reading it was one thing. I enjoyed reading it, um, but getting to put a face to the author and find out back background, it it adds so much to it. You know, kind yeah, of like uh,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: a lot of people say to write what you know, um, and then some people say be daring. And just you know, do your research and write. And for you, um, it sounds like you're writing from where from where you come from, which is Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Stephen King, he writes, and King Country, I guess they call it. You know, yeah, his, uh, you know, up in <laughs> Maine and all the clouds and
1: yes, you know that
0: that that seashore and everything. Um. And then uh, Ramsey Campbell, you know, writes in Campbell country, he writes in, you know, like his area and write what, you know, Um, for anyone who's wanting to write, like, what would you, what sort of defense do you kind of fall on there? Are you a write what you know, write about your like, should I stick to the high deserts of the West, (laughs) of the West (laughs) Coast? Or um, is it, you know, like, just do your research and write what you love? Or are they, are they even mutually exclusive at all?
1: For me, it's both really. I mean, cause there's only like, you know, I've never met a vampire, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I'm <laughs> still going to put myself into this story a bit and, and things that I've survived or lived through or, um, things I've heard from other people. You know, yes. But then it's also too, I got to do a little bit of research or, you know, see what other people have done with the genre and add my twist to it, you know? So, okay. So I'm definitely a little bit of both for sure. Right. I mean, I you know, put myself in there, but I also, you know, do a lot of research as well. If the FBI were to ever look at my my search engine, they'd be like, "Whoa, what is this girl into?" <laughs> I think
0: I think that's all authors. Yeah. <laughs> like especially horror and mystery. Mm-hmm. Um that's like that's everyone, including the uh what's one of the memes I found that I loved, which was like, uh, "Oh, yeah, look at their search history. There's a how to hide a body." How to to dispose of a body, how to do this, how to do that. And they're like, oh, no, wait, they're just an author. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, it looks like um, we're getting ready to wrap up here on our interview. Um, Our very first one ever for the dark volume. So I hope the listeners enjoyed. I hope the viewers that are watching this enjoy. And I hope you enjoyed our, our little conversation.
1: I did. I did. Um, it's an honor to be the first one too. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so this the the story again is Vessel by Alicia Galvin. Um it is a part of her collection if you want to show that book one more time here at the end. Looks like you have it on hand.
1: I do. Um, I do. I have it on hand. <laughs> like Path through the
0: forest by Alicia Galvin. I like that cover too. Thank um, you. And we got a little preview of her upcoming book uh say the title one more time
1: yeah it's called bitter crown of thistle
0: bitter crown of thistle i keep wanting to say a bitter crown of thistle (laughs) bitter crown of thistle by alicia galvin put it on your watch list because it sounds great and go enjoy her short story on the dark volumes if you haven't already um make sure to like share uh as i as we say on the dark volumes uh uh, fear Loves Company um, or Madness Loves Company Spread the Madness um, Yeah, <laughs> and we will uh, hopefully talk to you again Alicia when your other books come out maybe we'll set up uh, something else there
1: yeah absolutely I would definitely be interested in that
0: alright thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you all or hear you all on the Dark Volumes Thank you for listening to the Dark Volumes Podcast. Please spread the word. Madness does love company. And we'll talk again soon.